Attention, attention. We regret to inform you that the practical guide to nothing in particular is no longer practical and is no longer about nothing in particular. We still do, however, strive to deliver a reasonable level of comedy, parody, and nonsense to our handful of listeners, including Andy. We thank you through this trying period. Please be patient. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dial a Deal on the PG Nip. If there's an item you'd like to buy, sell, or trade, or you're in need of some local service, give us a ring or fax here at the studio. Let's get things started this week by going to the phones. Hi, you're on Dial a Deal. Hello there. My name's Jerome, and I've got a full size male rooster to sell. He's not laying many eggs these days and has a fear of vacuum cleaners. Okay, and how much do you want for your rooster, Jerome? Well, a few years ago, I would have said $10. Roosters and upright pianos seem to be the only category of household items that actually have negative inflation these days, so I'm willing to pay someone $2 to take it away. Thanks, Jerome. That's a rooster and two bucks to the first guy that gets in touch with Jerome at his usual place. Let's keep things moving. Good afternoon. You're on Dial-A-Deal. Hi, I've got a wheelbarrow full of gently used turnips that I'd like to trade for a small motorcycle sidecar, something suitable for a toddler. I don't have a phone, but I'm usually hanging out with my turnips and nibblings in the park. Okay, and what's your name? Glenda, and I'll be at the south end of Clufton Street Park until around 7.30 if anyone is interested. Great, thank you Glenda with the turnips in the park. If anyone has a bike with a sidecar, go to see her there. Who's up next? Hi, you're on Dial-A-Deal. Hi, this is Johan from the Ninth Street Sausage Shack. I'm looking for a plumber, preferably one with really tall rubber boots and a poor sense of smell. Willing to pay cash or restaurant gift cards. Send me a fax at 519-555-8342. Thanks, Johan. That's a call for plumbers and crowd extraction professionals. Fax the Sausage Shack down on Ninth. Hi, you're on Dial-A-Deal. What you got or what you need? Well, hey, uh, this is Earl, and I'm looking to sell my 1977 Datsun motorhome. It has a twin bed, a belt-in shitter, and a CB radio. I don't have the keys, but I can show you how to start it with a screwdriver. Asking 3500 or best offer. 3500 bucks for a 47-year-old Datsun. Call in or send a postcard with your offer to Earl here in town. Good afternoon. This is Dial-A-Deal. I bought a lawnmower from this show two years ago, and when I went to mow the lawn last night, the darn thing wouldn't start. Can you get Can you get me in contact for the feller who sold me to it? I think his name was Kevin. I can't remember uh, his first or his last name. It's defective merchandise, and I want my money back. Kevin, if you're out there, give this fella a ring about his mower. Anything else? I'm looking for a barrel of steak, tape, or someone who can render some from Ledger's leavings. Okay, anyone with a line on some STDs or who can hand froth some up for our man here, send a fax to the station and we'll connect you. That's all the time we've got for Dial-A-Deal tonight. We'll be back at the same time next week to connect our listeners with each other's household junk and unlicensed trade people. Mom! 
Why are our dishes always covered in grease and stains, even after coming out of the dishwasher? Well, dear, it's because your father is a cheap Swedish bastard and won't spend the extra buck 380 to get the good kind of detergent. What is he buying? He's been getting the regular store brand stuff, but he should be getting Elon's musky melon zest. Gee, Mom, what's Dad's problem that he won't buy Elon's musky melon zest? I don't really know, honey, but we're going to go buy some and keep it a secret from him, okay? I don't know. You know I'm not very good at keeping secrets. Well, this time it's important. You need to promise me that you'll never ever tell your father that we bought Elon's musky melon zest dishwashing detergent. That's a lot of pressure, Mom. What if he notices how sparkling clean and melony fresh our dishes look and smell? We'll just have to hope that he doesn't. We can't risk him finding out. You remember what happened when he realized we were using Richard Branson's instant sausage gravy instead of the store brand, right? The neighbors still talk. Yeah, Dad sure does flip out sometimes, doesn't he? Okay, it'll be our little secret. That's my girl. There's nothing better than sitting down to eat with your family, knowing that your dishes are kept clean with Elon's musky melon zest dishwashing detergent. This is a message from the public health officer. As we know, opioid abuse and misuse is a very real challenge and concern around the world. In these uncertain and unprecedented times, people looking to chemical comfort is both understandable and attractive, especially to those of us who do not want to be facing the apocalypse sober. But be warned, fentanyl and carfentanil are causing more death and suffering than ever before, and those drugs are now finding their way into more conventional narcotic supplies, especially heroin and methamphetamines. It is for that reason that the Office of Public Health is issuing the following directive. Smoke more crack. Yes, in years past, our policy was to encourage people by various vectors to smoke less crack, but as fentanyl and carfentanil continue to contaminate certain drug supplies, we are now advising smoking crack as a safer alternative for your inebriation needs. For inquiries about how much crack is enough or where to get a safe supply, please visit our offices next to the Car Wash Plaza or download our Nokia app on the Public Health GeoCities site. This has been a message from the Public Health Officer. Welcome back to Rambo and the Billy Goat. Well there, Billy Goat, back at her again, eh? How was your weekend? Were you out enjoying this lovely weather? No, Rambo, I didn't go out too much. I've been taking this intensive online course in witty radio banter. Radio banter? Hmm. Well, how's that going for you? Uh, not that great. Alrighty then. Well, enough about us. We've got a new game we're going to introduce today. Canada's Unique National Trivia. We've got three contestants in the studio today for the inaugural round. We've got uh, Justin from Ottawa, who's an aspiring drama teacher. Uh, Pierre from Alberta, who's an aspiring Fox News host. Up, and Susie, who is the producer's seven-year-old niece who is here for Take Your Kid to Work Day and apparently gets full run of the studio with no supervision and will simply not stop putting her chocolatey hands on all the buttons. buttons. I, come, come on, Susie, Susie don't, don't touch, touch that. <sighs> okay, are you all ready to play? Yay! Rambo, I've been ready for eight years now. Can I get my hairstylist in here first? I'm feeling a bit tousled. All right, contestants, here's the first question. We'll start with you, Pierre. How many provinces does Canada have? 
You have five seconds. It's pretty clear to me and other Canadians that the current Liberal government has every intention of insulting, emasculating, and emulsifying all seven of the remaining provinces. I'm sorry, that is not correct. Justin, over to you. Same question. Go. When I look at the hardworking Canadians across our great land, I see generations who have made sacrifices for unity, and we will all work together to contribute to build a stronger Canada across all of our dozens of provinces and genders. Sorry, Justin. Time is up and no real answer there. Now, Susie, do you have a guess for how many provinces there are in Canada? Uh, is it five? Hmm, sorry, Susie, good try there, but Canada actually has 10 provinces and four territories, if you include the newly formed Bruce Peninsula Autonomous Region. Okay, let's move on here. We'll start with Justin this time. Next question. How many additional roommates does a Canadian university student need to be able to afford renting a one-bedroom apartment? Well, I'm glad you asked. When I was growing up in Rosemont, we knew some people who had roommates, so I feel like I can relate to anyone who needs to split bills to get by. Not that we ever had to do that, but my advisors tell me that phone bills, electricity bills, and even the cost of groceries can be shared among many people living at the same address to meet the basic goal of staying alive in this great land of Canada. Uh, yeah, that's not really what I asked. Uh, let's see what Pierre thinks. My esteemed opponent with the magnificent hair wants you all to think that you can up the flatmates and down the bills by simply going Dutch on toilet paper and craft dinner. But he's wrong. We all know the only solution here is simply to deport or imprison one woke liberal voting household for every one wealthy conservative immigrant family that moves to Canada. And then we'd always have enough newly vacated houses for everyone. Hmm, this is worse than grade four debate club. Uh, Susie, do you know the answer? A pony. Okay, well, we don't seem to be getting much of an attempt from some of our contestants here to actually listen to the questions, so no points awarded this round either. Let's keep the game going, though. Last question. Where do Canadians keep their armies? Justin? Canada has a long history of a proud military and an even longer history of seeking helicopters and dubious submarine purchases. And I strongly believe that Canada will keep its armed forces highly esteemed, if not actually armed. Well, Billy Goat, speaking candidly between you and me and the four subscribers to this show, I'm pretty sure Justin's policies fully intend Canadians to keep their armies bewildered, bootless, unshaven, malnourished, and sleeping six to a tent with unaffordable mortgages and paying $2 a liter for gasoline. And also he caused climate change and the war in Gaza. Jesus Christ, the both of you. If we only had a third political party in Canada, I mean, anyways. Uh, Susie, last chance to you. Where do Canadians keep their armies? one. They keep their armies in their sleeveys. You're absolutely right, Susie. Canadians do keep their armies in their sleeveys, as well as their smokes in their cloaks, and their nukes in their toques. Well, it looks like we've got Justin and Pierre here, who have both really spit up a lot of big words today, but had nothing actually useful to say. So, they're tied at zero points. And little Susie here has only spit up a bit of chocolate so far, but she did correctly get one point, so she's the big winner today. What does she win, Rambo? Well, Susie, you are a very lucky little girl. Today's big prize is a lifetime appointment as a Canadian senator. What do senators do? 
Well, now, nobody really knows, Susie. But you get a big house and free cookies and a shiny car and a very fancy cell phone and dental care. Yay! I'm going to be a senator! In the rugged heartlands of Perth County, a well-worn farm truck loaded with new fence posts and wire drives slowly along the edge of the pasture. Inside the cab, two well-chapped burly ranch hands, both with their boots resting comfortably on the dusty dashboard, give a knowing look to each other as the truck rattles up to a stop. Break time on the back 40. The rhythmic lope of the diesel engine now gone, only the quiet embrace of the wide, untamed landscape remains. Hey there, Jeb. You got chaw for me? I sure do. Just hold up a sec here. Ah, shit. My Copenhagen's tin's pretty near empty. Aw, oh, man, I'm twitching over here. Ain't you got a spare plug of any kind of backy rolling around back there in the truck? Even like some old export, eh? Well, my old lady gave me a tin of this new stuff last week. Supposed to be like melon flavor, but I ain't tried it yet. Melon? What kind of fat business is that? Don't they got any regular flavors like Confederate gunpowder or Texas chili? Well, that's all I got here today. Do you want to chew or not? Ah, hell, let's have a look at her. Elon Musky? Who the fuck is that? No idea, but that is a pretty sweet hat he's wearing there on the label. Here, have a twist of this. The fellers settle down into some serious chawing, introducing their brown-stained gums to some seriously musky melon flavor. A few minutes later... Well, shit! This here tobacco is suiting me just fine. That's a real fine flavor in there. And get me a real good buzz on, too. Well, friends, you heard it there straight. For a good clean chew that leaves your lips fresh and zesty, try Elon's Musky Melon Zest Chewing Tobacco. Available at Dandy Andy's, Dick Shooter Bluets, Canadian and many other fine tobacconists. Hi, can I help you? Uh, yes, I saw the crudely drawn sign out front that said that you're looking for staff? Oh yes, sorry about that. We don't have much time these days for making things look super professional. Yeah, that's no trouble at all, but honestly, I'm a bit surprised that you're looking for people. I, I mean, this is probably the most desirable place to work in the whole city. We're glad you think so. We strive to cultivate a culture of corporate stolidity and lethargy. Well, that's right up my alley. I mean, I haven't put in an honest day's work in years. Outstanding. Tell me a little more about yourself. What does your average workday look like? Well, I'm currently employed at the Association for Doddlers, Idlers, Loafers, and Lollygaggers as a social media influencer. I like to wake up early, around 10.15. I'll, I'll spend some time thinking about the day's agenda, come up with some ideas about how I'll get motivated, and then craft a plan. By 1.30, I'm up and ready for an on-the-go breakfast of sour gummy worms and drambuy kombucha. If I'm working from home, I'll head into my office, play a few rounds of high-stakes online crokinole and, uh, while having my worms, and uh, really get settled into my workday. 
if I'm going into the downtown office, I'll spend a bit of time in the car, just sort of mentally mapping out the drive, making sure that I'm prepared for the route, downloading some new podcasts. Uh, there's one called the PG Nip, which is quite good. And making sure that I won't have to cross any bridges on my way over. I hate bridges. Anyway, after arriving, I'll spend some time chatting with my colleagues, maybe do some networking about that week's social events, and head back to my desk after checking in with reception to see if I have any messages. I never do. If all goes well, I'm wrapped up by about 3.45 and on my way to half a horsepower for a good aggro yoga session and maybe rip a few laps on the go-karts. Sounds like you accomplish very little in your day, which is exactly what we would be looking for in an employee if the management here had the motivation to be actively looking for one. So it's nice that you just sort of dropped in. Well, I didn't want it to become a whole ordeal. I mean, I don't usually bother calling or emailing or bringing a resume or anything. Actually, I'm just on my way to work now and thought I'd take a chance. I was just stopping in the plaza for a massage and a car wash anyway, and, well, your office is right here. That's great. When can you start? That depends on you. What time do you need me? Oh, we're usually open around 11, close up about 4 or 4.30. That's Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. We're closed weekends and only open by appointment on Mondays and Fridays. But as long as you're doing your best not to be here, we're happy to have you. Wonderful. I'll pop by when I can for some training. I'm really looking forward to it. Jeez, I guess I'll have to give my other job my two weeks notice. Eh, no rush. Just make sure to give your social number and banking info to the receptionist out front, and we'll start getting your salary directly deposited. To make it easy, we'll backdate your start date to the beginning of the month, so you can expect a couple weeks of pay in your account shortly. It's all covered under the new Liberal Government Jobs Plan. Okay. Thanks again, and great to meet you. See you in a month or so. Sure, but not too soon. Welcome to the team. Meanwhile, in the county courthouse, District Number 4, a very unusual case is being tried. One that could very well change the legal definition of leisure time. Let's listen in now, shall we? All rise, please. The Honourable Judge James Wrinkley Tinker presiding. <clears throat> please be seated. What brings us to the court today, Councillor? Your Honour, we have here the matter of Town versus Eunice Snorkel. Mrs. Snorkel is charged with multiple offences, two counts each of dawdling, idling, loafing, and lollygagging. That's a long list. How does the defendant plead? My client pleads not guilty on all counts, Your Honour. Very well then. Town Prosecutor, you have the floor. Your Honour, we will show that the defendant did knowingly dawdle, idle, loaf, and lollygag. Objection! These are the opening statements, sir. There's nothing to object to. Judge, I object to the prosecution's stated goal of proving my client guilty of the charges against her. Doing so will make employing my defense strategy much more difficult. I move for immediate dismissal. Denied. Uh, the prosecution may proceed. Your Honor, I'd like to call the defendant to the stand. Please state your full name for the record. Mrs. Caroline Ursula Nora Theodora Snorkel, but everybody calls me Eunice. And you live here in town, Mrs. Snorkel? Yes, in the South End, near the new Whiskers and Biscuits. 
And where were you last Thursday afternoon, about 3 p.m., Mrs. Snorkel? If I recall, I was at the market. Are you sure? Oh, no, no, that's right. I was just coming back from your mom's place. Yes, she told me that it was a lovely visit. But what happened on the corner in front of the library, Mrs. Snorkel? I... I don't remember. Let me refresh your memory. Could you describe what you see in these photos, please? I see an old lady having a rest on a park bench after a long walk on a hot day. Is it not true that you didn't walk to the park, Mrs. Snorkel, but in fact rode a horse? I... I don't even have a horse. Then how do you explain this, Mrs. Snorkel? I... I... Your Honor, I submit this as Town Exhibit A, a ticket stub for valet horse parking found on Mrs. Snorkel's person at the time of her arrest. Did you leave your horse with the valet, ma'am? Yes, Your Honor. I warn you, Mrs. Snorkel, you must not lie in my courtroom. Do you understand? Yes, Judge. Proceed. Mrs. Snorkel, if you didn't walk to the park, then you had little need of a rest on that hot day. Isn't that right? I suppose. We have pictures here of you on that bench for upwards of 40 minutes. Yes, but it was... Far exceeding the time that a reasonable person would argue that it takes to engage in even a prolonged sit on a hot day. Isn't that right? I didn't realize there was a time limit on... In fact, Mrs. Snorkel, I submit to the court that you went to the park that day with the intention to remain idly in place, loafing, lollygagging, and it goes without saying, dawdling. You didn't engage with mobile social media, you didn't eat any processed foods high in corn syrup, modified palm oil, or sodium, and you didn't even spend any money in that whole time. Isn't that right? No, it wasn't. I didn't mean to. Okay, yes, I did it. I sat there enjoying the sunshine and watching the birds. I wasn't hungry, and I didn't bring my purse. So sue me. That's what we are here for. I believe that takes care of it, Judge. The defendant has admitted to every count on the indictment. I move that we proceed directly to sentencing. Agreed. Mrs. Snorkel, you have admitted to the charges against you, meaning that you have been found guilty by this court of those offenses. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Each of the offenses carry mandatory minimum penalties, Mrs. Snorkel. As such, I hereby sentence you to serve five days as the town fire tower watcher for each of the eight guilty counts. Furthermore, you are ordered to complete a motivation class, hopefully pointing you down the path to realize just how dangerous dawdling, idling, loafing, and lollygagging can be for the untrained amateur. Do you have any questions? I'm an old lady, Judge. I might not live long enough to serve time like that. Would you consider making it just 15 days up in the fire tower if I buy you and the court all some drinks next door at the pub? It is happy hour, after all. Well, you may be feeble in body, Mrs. Snorkel, but I see your mind is as sharp as ever. That is an excellent idea, and I will do so. Court adjourned. Do you have a hot date or a special occasion coming up? Are you tired of smelling like a fruit salad? or a forest ranger on a hot day. Imagine waltzing into the party, leaving an air of intrigue and seduction behind you so thick, 
you could scoop it with a melon baller. Announce yourself with the juicy sophistication of Elon's musky melon zest. It's been blended with just the right amount of musk, creating a symphony of scent that's both playful and mysterious, like a fruit ninja in a prom dress. One spray of this delicate yet spicy combination of honeydew, cinnamon, brake dust, and edgelord angst. And you'll be the talk of the town, the object of desire, the musky maestro who knows how to squeeze the most out of every moment. This limited edition fragrance is your ticket to a world where elegance meets excitement, and your melons take center stage in the dance of desire. But don't dawdle, idle, loaf, or lollygag about. Once Elon's musky melon zest is sold out, that's it. It's gone forever, just like the market value of Twitter. Well, that wraps up the PG Nip Holiday Special, recently nominated by themselves as the best new Canadian humor podcast for 2023. They would also like to remind citizens and the authorities that making fun of rich people, political parodies, and unregistered podcasts are all still legal in Canada and are expected to remain so until the next federal election. Smelly later, Canada. <laughs>